Here the old gods are dead. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. <laughs> I like that we're giggling. It's the, a good day. The last like ten episodes that we've done have just begun in giggling. Yeah, like the podcast has just got less and less serious as we went on. Yeah, but it's just I feel like I never know because like there's a five second countdown before it starts recording but then we also need five seconds of silence and i never know if they're the same five seconds so that i'm just like waiting for you to tell me if it's five seconds <laughs> honestly i can't even remember anymore sometimes audio is good sometimes it's bad and it might be because we've no stuck to the full 10 seconds they just staring at each other really awkwardly yeah everybody like picture in their heads like when me and liam go to record this we're on like it's a Zoom call for podcasts, and yeah. it looks like every horror film for like 2010 when it was all. It was what all if like social MSN. media was evil? What if social media was evil? <laughs> MSN kind of horror films. Those are good, actually. I think it's a really good setup. They're not scary, but they have that good comedy element that a good horror movie has. Have you not noticed a lot of films like in the last like two or three years have started putting like TikTok videos? Yeah, scream every no scream, hard feelings. Every new scream, no hard feelings. Best picture winner this year, no hard feelings. The new for real when she got kicked in the vagina. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And then no, she kicks a girl in the vagina. This is a spoiler, kind of, but not really. And then, but she's naked. She's skinny dipping on the beach. They steal their clothes. She kicks a girl in the vagina to get her clothes back. And then the girl who has fallen over punches her in her naked vagina. <laughs> <laughs> we need more cunt punts on film. <laughs> we need more cunt punts. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Um, no Hard Feelings is genuinely, No Hard Feelings and Scream Six. In that exact order, the best films of the year. And then it's Barbie. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. All and very then, close, though. And and the new Insidious is actually not bad. TikTok scene. Has a TikTok scene. 
<laughs> well, Insidious have that Catholic Church money, so <laughs> they're Do well they? funded. I thought that was just uh, what you call no, it. No, it's not Catholic Church, but like, well, they're the guy that directs the Insidious films and the people who write the Insidious films are all like crazy American Baptists, and it's like funded by mega churches in the United States. Like that's, that's fact. That's kind. And it might be bullshit, actually, but. I will continue to spread it. Also, there's a new nun movie coming out next month in a couple days. Is it a horror nun film or a lesbian nun film? That's like, like the two genres. No, like the nun. Like the nun. Oh, two. like the nun. Electric oh, Boogaloo. Yes. Like nun too. I love nun. I love how there's there are, no sorry there's three kinds of nun film. There's sister act. <laughs> <laughs> there's lesbian nun, and then there's scary nun. Dead ass, and that's it. And that is it. And all three of them, American Horror Story. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. <laughs> they were real for that, actually. They had a sexy, lesbian, goofy, possessed nun. And that was real. Asylum and Coven was the best time in my life. The like back to back Asylum Coven freak show was like I can't even wrap my head around how good I was being fed. Because we obviously were mutuals on Tumblr at this point, so mm -hmm. many were aware that I was obsessed with Fleetwood Mac, and then mm -hmm. Coven came out and Stevie Nicks was in Coven, and I was like, God. look, look, I can't. I've said this before, but it's really hard not to think that the world does not revolve around me and my interests. Well, like. So obviously I knew that Ryan Murphy and Stevie Nicks were close because of the dreams, no, the rumors episode of Glee. Mm -hmm. And like they collaborated on how to work the songs in for that. And she gave her approval of their use and stuff. And then when uh, they started with the Misty Day storyline on mm -hmm. Coven, I was like, I wonder if Stevie will, because like obviously Stevie is like, that Gemini crazy person <laughs> dabbles in like spirituality. And I was like, what if she actually appears? Cause she was doing like little acting stints and she was uh -huh. like so invested in Twilight. And I was like, what if? And then when they do the seven wonders, <laughs> oh my God, best day of my life. <laughs> Her being at the bottom of the stairs like Jack is on Titanic. My God. My God. <laughs> mind-blowing that is television they don't do it like that's that cinema baby that is cinema like baby that. wow anyway five minutes in and all we've spoken about is cunt punts and american horror story <laughs> <laughs> wow this is going to be a creepy wee podcast all time i think <laughs> the girls who get it get it and that's that oh i have notes so i was in london again Look at me, Metropolitan. Some of girl. us didn't make it to London. I know, and we were going for different reasons. But I had such a strange time. It was probably one of the best holidays I've ever gone on, just for the fact that it was like, it was almost like it was my wedding. So Arca was playing. <laughs> Arca was playing. First of all, best performance I've ever seen, ever, full stop. And there were so many audio issues. 
at one point she forgot to plug her microphone back in and she was yelling at the back and then she's like oh wait that time it was me i forgot to plug it in (laughs) 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 but she is a really good performer really funny great stage Mm -hmm. presence great like just and her vocals are better than they used to be I'll give her her flowers for working on her vocals. But yeah, so I knew so many people and I ended up going to this like re- reconverted warehouse flat party the day before the festival I was supposed to go to. When I tell you, <laughs> most insufferable crowd I could ever have imagined. So we start out and like Ben is like a fashion florist that's how we got there because my friend Ben was invited, his friend was invited <laughs> and we were all like, just say, can we all go? And he was like, sure. <laughs> um, so like seven people were plus one onto a plus one, much to probably my regret because <laughs> mm-hmm. it was like so interesting, but we all had like such elaborate background stories of like who we were and what we did. So mm-hmm. I was an Italo disco producer and then you uh, made up shit yeah, <laughs> when you yeah. at the party yeah. oh my god love <laughs> so and then Agna who's Nerys's friend slash my friend was a Gucci model because she has that like alien vacant alien vibe and then we had <laughs> two ideas of what Nerys would be um the first one was uh he was like the number one pro skateboarder in Lithuania <laughs> but then we were like that one's too hard to manage because like for mine and Agnes it's like oh sorry no I'm don't, I don't want to talk about business today because obviously there was going to be insufferable people if they believed us yeah so we we're like oh I don't want to talk about that today um so the backup for Narius was that he was Mark Zuckerberg's nephew <laughs> <laughs> and honestly it kind of like it believable and then also we just made sure that it was known that he was like estranged. To be honest, if you're in London and you are saying things like that, that are like would be outlandish and unbelievable in like a flat party in Glasgow. Yeah. If you say them in London, if you say them as absurd shite, it is very believable because yeah. like my family in London, my cousin his pal, that's David Schwimmer's niece, for real. For real. Hi. And then my uncle that lives in London, he used to walk Kevin Spacey's dog. No. Yeah. It used to kind of be a flex and then everything happened. And, and then it's He doesn't like... talk about it anywhere. Aye, the fact that it was like pals with Kevin Spacey, because he's like, Ooh. he used to make jewellery and he used to like do like um, design for bars and stuff. And he made a bar for Kevin Spacey to oh. put in his, uh, like one of his properties in London. Oh. And it like used to be like a flex and like. And now it's like. It. No, it's definitely not. It's like horrible. Oh my God. But like, it sounds like I've made that up. <laughs> This uncle was also on Dragon's Den. That's the bit I don't believe. (laughs) He was. He was. They slagged him. Absolute fuck. (laughs) What was he selling? His jewellery. He used to have a jewellery company in London, but he used to do like, like new, it's like kind of standard stuff where it's like, like flat multi-tools that you could put in your wallet or he did multi-tools that were like on necklaces and stuff. And loads of folk have just stolen his idea. Um, but he he was saying this in like the early 2000s. He actually made the jewellery that the Spice Girls wore for their Pepsi Super Bowl ad. No. Yeah, and he designed this trophy for 
Robot Wars how when it was originally told, on air. How have you never told me about this before? It's my uncle William. He's like Willy Wonka. And his name's William. He's for real Willy Wonka. Anyway, <laughs> to go back to your story. Oh, yeah. Literally, if you're making stuff up in London, <laughs> you can get away with a lot, apparently. Yeah. And... You can also get away with hostage situations, apparently, because we were at this party and it was like, oh, we're going to have a rooftop party and we're going to have the decks outside. No one said anything about a live band. No one said anything about a live band at any point. Did anyone? Because I would have been like, no, oh, we got there. We got there. It was raining. So they were like, we have to do it inside. And oh, they had neighbors. Yeah. This was insane. So the door was open and people could go out upstairs outside because people were smoking obviously because it was like artsy people there was like a band they were australian and it was like um is it like the scene in barbie where all the kids are singing yes, it was <laughs> but it was worse it was so much worse <laughs> everyone was stuck in this tiny room i could feel the sweat like my like swamp pass would be an understatement that was like a tar pit, honey. Like there were mammoths found there afterwards. <laughs> it was bad for me. But <laughs> um, it was so horrible because everyone clearly didn't want to be stuck in that room with this band playing. Even And they were their friends. And the band lives there, I think. I kind of enjoyed it towards the end. And then he started singing... Like, That's just, called Stockholm syndrome, babe. Yeah, yeah. And then he just like kept repeating, like, and I smell, and I smell. And I was like, why are you telling? I think everyone here does. They heat. Like, did you not think maybe open a window? It was crazy. But people were smoking, people were smoking inside the flat and like putting the, not like people smoke inside all the time but they were putting the cigarettes out like you would put them out outside under your foot on, on the ground on the, floor. on the floor you there should be an episode that i survived I, for real there was also like one of the people who lived there was a tattoo artist and he actually had like a cool quite a cool thing uh he had a crown that he had made of like used needles which i'm pretty sure is not allowed and i went to go touch it not knowing it was used needles he's like don't do that <laughs> oh my god i'm not being funny but this sounds like it could have been like in an episode of girls this i it felt like an episode of girls i was so drunk Jesus and then we actually Christ. did end up if, going we, to... if we ever write a sketch show this, this, this is this is making it in this is a whole episode <laughs> and then like the parallel is like you like making your little espresso martini at home or something like having a <laughs> <Kobe> night in <laughs> the parallel the parallel are you going to what i can only assume is a total crack then to listen to be held in a hostage situation by a live band and at the exact same time in edinburgh i am being spiked <laughs> Oh yeah. And missing my flight to London because I've been spiked. Oh my god, it was the same day. Yeah. We had like, we a were, while. We were we were in hell last Friday. <laughs> we were in the pits. <laughs> like the absolute horrors. Oh my god, that's so bad. 
No, I got spiked and my girlfriend was on the phone to her mum because her mum's a nurse and she was like, I think Rebecca's been spiked and her mum was like trying to calm her down because obviously Nomi was being traumatised to like the ninth degree. And her mum was like, no, 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 she's probably totally fine. Like she's probably just like maybe had like one too many drinks and no ate enough. And then like Nomi like looks down at me and my eyes are literally rolling back at my skull. <laughs> obviously you're like, like you're gonna die in seven days <laughs> literally like i have no clear memory of um, happening to me and obviously it was like i was so pissed off that i had like this event had like ruined my trip to london but i can laugh about it now enough time has passed <laughs> enough time to, like a week and a half has passed i can laugh about it now. <laughs> anyway should we get into this episode yeah, after 20 minutes. <laughs> after it hits the 20 minute mark, I'm like, maybe. <laughs> no, we'll take a wee break and then we'll talk about Wolvers. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So breaking news on the Nessie front, breaking news. <laughs> so if anyone knows Pop Crave Twitter, um, they're co- they covered the most recent Nessie hunt, which is like a annual event where people, professionals in the business, in the, crypt, in the cryptid business, uh, <laughs> go and try and find Nessie like once a year. But this one was the biggest say the big. Well-established journalism out there <laughs> on Twitter. Um, real ones understand. Trump was arrested. Popgrave. Yeah, I find it <laughs> messy my news via Popgrave, which 
says a little about how seriously I take journalism <laughs> now as a student of journalism. Um, but no, they've just tweeted, attendees of this weekend's Loch Ness monster hunt in Scotland, the largest in decades, went home disappointed as the mythical creature was nowhere to be seen. Despite the failed discovery of Nessie, hunters claim to have heard four distinctive noises during their investigation in the Scottish Highlands. Okay, four distinctive noises. I'm hearing Nikki, Madonna, Arthur, Charlie. <laughs> I'm hearing. <laughs> Can we got a burp in there, perhaps. If I had only recorded the Homer Simpson burp, go back to earlier, pick out when I did the Homer Simpson burp, and then replace it in here. Alternatively, we could hear a really long comedic door creak. <laughs> A part, your Homer Simpson burp, and then crickets. <laughs> <laughs> That's called improv, baby. Anyway, <laughs> haven't they already like said that it's probably just a sturgeon, which is obviously a very, very fucking large fish, but still huge day for Nicola. <laughs> That's what she's been doing since she. <laughs> That's where all the money's gone. <laughs> so actually, Nicholas Sturgeon laundered money to get a submarine and hide it underneath Loch Ness. <laughs> so, we're going to be talking about the Wolver, kind of like Scotland's, Scottish folklore's equivalent to some sort of lycanthrope or werewolf. Probably a good place to start would be to actually go through a history of werewolves because it's not actually clear when or where the werewolf legend originated. Like some scholars believe that the werewolf made its debut in the epic Gilgamesh, which is the oldest known Western prose when Gilgamesh jilted a potential lover because she had turned her previous mate into a wolf. It's kind of like um, dragons as well. Werewolves and like appear like, through every culture of the world, yeah. and it's kind of the same for wolves. Werewolves made an early appearance in Greek mythology with the legend a Lycian. According to the legend... Lycian, the son of Peliscus, angered the god Zeus when he served him a meal made of the remains of a sacrificed boy. As punishment, the enraged Zeus turned Lycian and his son into wolves. And this is where the word lycanthrope comes from. Yeah. And like Lyca the dog from space. <gasps> oh, maybe. Wow. Oh, it will Wait, be. Maybe. <laughs> it will be. <laughs> Lyca just means dog in Russian. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> Werewolves also emerged in early Nordic folklore. The Zaga of the Volsungs tells the story of a father and son who discovered wolf pelts that had the power to turn people into wolves for 10 days. The father and son duo donned the pelts, transformed into wolves, and went on killing rampages in the forest. The rampage ended when the father attacked his son and caused a lethal wound. The son only survived because a kind raven gave the, f the father a leaf with healing powers. That kind of like donning of an animal's fur and then becoming said animal is kind of similar to like the berserker myths in like Nordic folklore where it's like men are wearing bear fur and then become like yeah. basically bears. By the like medieval period many so-called werewolves three centuries ago were basically 
just serial killers and France has had its fair share. In 1521, a Frenchman called Pierre Burgot and Michel Verdun allegedly swore allegiance to the devil and claimed to have an ointment that turned them into wolves. After confessing to brutally murdering several children, they were both burned to death at the stake, as burning was thought to be one of the few ways that you could kill a werewolf or a witch. Yeah. And it's it's kind of just like that under torture coming up with the most yeah. outlandish excuse for why you've actually done something. These guys actually did kill children, but it's, yeah. it's kind of that, it's like, oh, it's no because... I'm mentally ill, it's because I'm a werewolf, kind of, or it's actually like being applied to them as a way to rationalize the cruelty that they've done. It's like a man couldn't have done this, it had to have been an animal. There yeah. was another similar story with a man called Gilles Garnet, known as the Werewolf of Dole who was another 16th century Frenchman whose claim to fame was also an ointment with wolf mor- with wolf morphing abilities. That was mighty morphing time. <laughs> According to legend, as a wolf, he viciously killed children and ate them, and he too was burned at the stake for his monstrous crimes. Whether they were mentally ill or acting under the influence of like hallucinogenic substances, like can I, is it ergo poisoning? It's like a hallucinogen that can happen if you make yeah. bread with rotted wheat. Often been applied to why there was a lot of dancing sicknesses in the medieval times, but it's also like it's up for debate if these people were like genuinely hallucinating or if they were serial killers. But it likely didn't matter to the superstitious Europeans during the 16th century. To them, such heinous crimes could only be committed by a horrific beast such as a werewolf. The Scottish equivalent to the werewolf is much nicer. He's a wee sweet pea, isn't he? So, contrary to popular belief, Scottish werewolves are not uh, hell-bent on terrorising locals by giving in to their bloodlust. The wolver is a legendary creature native to the Shetland Islands. And while often called a werewolf, the wolver was actually thought by ancient Celts to be its own species. Uh, being something between man and wolf, like a Homo erectus kind of vibes, or is that us? No, we're Homo sapien. <laughs> yeah, like it. Are Homo erectus not, quite... not the first ones who stood up? <laughs> is that not the point? That would make sense. Aren't we all just Homo erectus? <laughs> I know this is an audio format, but my eyes nearly rolled out my fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> So Jane Saxby, an author and folklorist from Ernst, <laughs> from Ernst, <laughs> uh, one of the Shetland Islands. <laughs> they actually invented drum and bass there. <laughs> Ernst, 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 Ernst. <laughs> uh... <laughs> When we ditched the fucking history and folklore and just become a purely, <laughs> purely improv <laughs> podcast. I am crying. <laughs> Jane Saxby, an author and folklorist from the Shetland Islands, collected local folklore about the wolver in her 1932 book, Shetland Traditional Lore. She noted that the wolver was described as being covered with short brown hair, 
with the body of the man and the head of a wolf. Unlike the typical werewolf, the wolver could not shapeshift and was considered a gentle and kind-hearted being. Oh, To help you cut the grass, help he, you do the dishes. He literally does. <laughs> <laughs> that is what he does. <laughs> it was a solitary creature who lived in a cave dug out of a steep hill and showed no aggression towards humans as long as he was left alone. You. Real. <laughs> However... <laughs> interacted occasionally with people and has known to be generous and helpful particularly to those who were lost also me because that time i helped that woman find <laughs> you're looking at it <laughs> um, you're looking at it um there are stories of the wolver guiding lost travelers to nearby villages and towns the wolver was often seen fishing by local residents you can see how it's easy to build a fursona around this <laughs> Homestead friendly creature. I was just going to say this is very cottagecore. (laughs) Fishing by a creek. Uh, Yeah, so it was often seen fishing by local residents for its daily meal. So it was was a pescatarian and it would just sit by a small rock uh, all day by a small body of water that they called Wolver's Stain. There were accounts of, of it leaving a supply of fish on the windowsills of poor families. Like literally like father christmas like this is like you have krampus you have santa claus and you have the wolver they're all the same vibe yeah and it's also said that the the wolver could be a compassionate and like loving friend sitting by the side of the mournful or by the home of an ill person to give them comfort in their times of need so according to reports the wolver was spotted regularly around shetland up to the start of the 20th century and it has been speculated that folklore surrounding the wolver may have been based on a real human being with a medical condition, hypertrichosis or like werewolf syndrome. There was, I feel like there was a Channel 4 documentary on a guy with that. Yeah. Like, you know how there was the elephant man? It was. Like oh, I remember that. Theory. I remember when yeah, Channel 4 was, was all era. about exploiting those kinds of people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically just someone who has extra hair growth and from areas that it doesn't normally get that long yeah but there is also another belief that the wolver is some sort of immortal spirit that exists on the shetland islands watching over the lost and the poor and forever helping those in need oh just a friend i like that because normally like scottish folklore is kind of like someone's gonna get you (laughs) actually 99 percent. this is the one percent where it's not even the Bruni, yeah. where it's like nice, it's nice until you like day something wrong and then it's vicious. But yeah, the Wolver is like a single mom who works. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a similar creature in Irish folklore. Similar to the Scottish Wolver, the Irish werewolf or the Fela differed from the typical depictions of the man eating werewolf stories that we think of. And the Fela creature, like the Wolver, was a creature of good. While there is no wolves in Ireland today and Scotland, the last reported one in Ireland was killed in 1786. Wolves were at one time an important part of the Irish countryside. I do believe that Scotland is considering rewilding parts of the Highlands with wolves because obviously they are an important part of the ecosystem. It's kind of similar to like what they've done in like Yellowstone National Park in America. 
like at yeah. one point in the thirties they got rid of all the wolves and then in the nineties and into the into the like most recent years have managed to get a whole pack of wolves back into Yellowstone and it's been yeah. unbelievably beneficial for the area. Yeah, because it was they were like a big a really big part of the ecosystem, yeah. And they were really important, just like um beavers, I believe, and otters. Yeah. All of which were at one point relatively non-existent i think otters have been reintroduced right yeah beavers as well and yeah. more wild cats it's basically basically because wolves are an apex predator they'll kill bigger animals like deer and because yeah. deers are so big loads of little creatures can eat upon them and then insects and then it basically just like regenerates an entire area just by yeah. feeding on one animal anyway encourages biodiversity yeah i'm unsure if ireland are doing a similar thing but i can i can imagine it being so um anyway at one point ireland was even referred to as wolfland up until the middle ages due to the amount of wolves that once roamed there it is no surprise that then that they were featured prominently in irish folklore with stories of people transforming into wolves being a favorite subject and tales that were passed down from generation to generation although the phalus shares the similarity to the werewolf traditions of it being a man or woman that shapeshifts into a wolf it is often portrayed in stories as a protector or guardian one such story written by Geraldus Cambrensis in his 12th century work, The Topographia Hibernica, so the topography of Ireland, which provided an account of a priest who was asked by a fela to administer last rites to his dying mate. The priest was told by the wolf that it was a native of Ossery and its current wolf form was the result of an ancient curse by Saint Natalis. Every seven years, a man or woman were exiled from their homes in Ossery and were transformed into wolves. The priest performed the last rites over the gravely ill mate and the grateful Fela not only thanked him but also shared its campfire and food for the night and promised to reward the priest when he regained his human form once again. They're nice. Yeah, They're real. they are nice. Well, not real. <laughs> well, they they are actually a real piece of Irish folklore. However, yeah. folklorists and historians argue that the wolver is an entirely fictitious creation that was never part of Shetland's folklore. Yeah. Contending that the creature is solely the creation of Saxby, the folklorist that Liam spoke about. Yeah. The proponents of this view argue that Saxby, whether intentionally or in error, misinterpreted the meaning of the name in her sources. In this interpretation, Jacob Jacobson, who is a historian for the Faroe Islands, who we've spoken about before, um, has mentioned a hill called Wolver's Hull in his writings, stating that it was named after a fairy. Saxby, not understanding the word Wolver, was derived from an old Norse word for fairy, accidentally created the Wolver as Shetland's own folklore, writing about it as if belief in such a creature had always existed. My favourite bit is like how people are like, yeah, she might not have done that deliberately. And I'm like, no matter if she understood what she was translating or not, she made up a whole story. (laughs) Like she just lied. (laughs) This is what you would call invented tradition or fake lore. So this is kind of similar to the tartan basically if you if you even google like invented tradition or fake lore and go into wikipedia the main picture on that article is a piece of tartan because in the 19th century i believe after highland dress had 
been legalised again because it was made le- illegal after the Battle of Culloden, totally destroying the Highland identity and basically catalyzing the Highland clearances and the lost Scottish identity as a whole. When um, Balmoralism came into play, when Queen Victoria wanked her, um, the Scottish Highlands and built Balmoral, Highland dress became a kind of like over-exaggerated campified version of what it really is and yeah, tartan it grew arms and legs yeah tartan's like identity yeah. signifiers yeah so tartan like great plaids and stuff have always been a thing in the highlands and and like other other islands and stuff where wool is like a really big industry and being able to like weave your in so basically what happens is to make a great plaid, you need various kinds of wool and they would be different colors and they would all be stitched and threaded together. And there would be variations in the colors and the different colors would be put into patterns. But when this kind of like over-exaggerated version of the Highland dress became popular, when people like Walter Scott were invited to big parties in Edinburgh and they would dress in this Highland dress, tartan became like really over-exaggerated tartan became a thing. So it would be dyed with like loads of different colors, which were not accessible in the Highlands when plaids were traditionally being made. And then it became this thing where every single main clan in Scotland has their own tartan and it's like oh this is my family's tartan and that's my family's tartan and like everybody thinks it's this ancient tradition but it's not no it's a bit as old as shortbread tins so it is a tradition in a sense but it's invented the wolver's kind of like a fake lore version of that where it's somebody's mistranslated something and really ran with it that's kind of where the story of the wolver ends the werewolf phenomenon might have a medical explanation though take peter the wild boy for instance in 1725 he was found wandering naked on all fours through a german forest and many thought that he was a werewolf or at least raised by wolves so this is kind of like a feral boy yeah peter ate with his hands and could not speak when he was found he was probably like three or four which is surprising enough that he had even lived Alone. That's crazy, actually. And he was eventually adopted by the courts of King George the First and King George the Second, and he lived his days as their pet in England. Um, disgusting. Oh, not, not the first and not the last time that the royal family have done something like that. Um, yeah. But this, these kind of like feral children kind of cases make, at least at the time, made a case for like people saying that werewolves could be real. Research has actually shown that Peter likely had Pitt Hopkins syndrome, which is a condition that was discovered in 1978, which causes lack of speech, seizures, distinct facial features, difficulty breathing and intellectual challenges. Lycanthropy, though, can be explained by an entourage a medical condition, which have kind of encouraged this werewolf mania. Mm. Lycanthropy, a rare physical condition that causes people to believe that they are changing into a wolf or another animal, which is genuine. Food poisoning can also be another explanation. So what we talked about before, like ergo poisoning. Hypertritosis, which is what Liam spoke about, which is that rare genetic disorder which causes excessive hair growth. Another explanation is rabies, which would obviously cause anybody to not want to drink water it's absolutely repelled by water is very angry is very violent and obviously if like like dogs and stuff have it at the time and you see dogs having it and then you see a person having, having it, it then yeah. you're gonna be like oh so it's, it's kind of like that panic 
that happens. Another explanation is that it could possibly have been caused by hallucinogenic herbs, which is kind of similar to the what we spoke about earlier with the berserker warriors who would um, they would fully deers around and like watch deers eat um, hallucinogenic herbs and then they would drink their piss and they would get like the most intense <laughs> acid trips. Would get the most intense acid trips over this deer piss and would hang no, and because... would go into battle absolutely berserk because they were tripping out their nut. And that is another um explanation That's for wild. people thinking that they're werewolves. Because like these these warriors would show exceedingly <laughs> uh, crazy strength and fearlessness, and it was because they were tweaking. <laughs> it was like bath souls. <laughs> no, because imagine like uh saxby just like she took shrooms <laughs> and then just wrote a book about folklore <laughs> she shroom. and she was just like sitting next to me he's like this guy's all right <laughs> and then wrote about this like werewolf that gives her like fish <laughs> it was just a, it was just a guy who felt really sorry for it was her trips that are <laughs> anyway god bless so that is uh listening to the the pitfalls that you could fall into if you believe everything you hear on TikTok because I've seen quite a few videos of people talking about the wolver and no looking at the bottom of the Wikipedia article <laughs> just looking at the synopsis and making a quick, quick video about it. I mean to be fair you should put a disclaimer at the start there should be a disclaimer at the start of every TikTok video, in my opinion. <laughs> anyway, this has been the Creepy Wee Podcast. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at the Creepy Wee Podcast, Twitter at the Creepy Wee Pod, and our website is thecreepywepodcast.co.uk. Thanks. Bye. There's a she will. <laughs> <laughs> Finishing there because we can't afford to buy the song. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.